Hello everybody, my name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Hey, today we are talking about something, uh, you know, it's definitely about thinking. <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of people ask me, how do you do your end of the year review? What's your process? How do you plan for the next year? And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really have gone a little bit deeper. So what I've done is I've created a tool, which you may want to pause and just go get the tool or just wait till afterwards. Totally up to you. Uh, but I've created a tool that goes through the process that I use for uh, a year end review and also the process for planning. And within this tool, I have other things that I've never really shared with you before. Uh, one of them being my actual dashboard. So the things that I track in my business, everything from financials to, you know, um, people visiting my website to all of the metrics that I use. So if you are an entrepreneur, especially if you're out there doing things on your own, maybe in the speaking, coaching and training business, um, or you're, you're looking at doing something like that, that alone is gold. So just follow the link. Um, it'll ask you to input your name and your email. You don't have to sign up for my email list to get this tool. FYI, uh, it is free for anybody. And if you know of other people who would like to kind of enter into this planning and review, uh, please, please definitely, uh, send them the, the link for this tool and maybe even for this podcast. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, so let's talk about the end of year review. So I know I've covered on the podcast many times my process for reviewing not just the end of the year, because I also do it the, the last week of December, but the first week of July, I usually do it too. So I like to do my planning and reviewing every six months, sometimes a little bit more depending on what's going on in my life, what's going on with the business. Um, I definitely do a smaller version of this every quarter. Um, but then also my way, I guess, is that I like to do, um, like an hour long reflection every two weeks. That's when I do my, pay my bills, do the budget, finances, all that kind of stuff. So it's just a natural progression for me. But I've had a lot of people ask me in the last couple of weeks, you know, Michelle, how can I prepare for 2021? How do I do this end of the, the year review thing? I'm not quite sure about what to ask myself. What's your process? So I thought, you know, there's two things I'm going to do. So today I'm, I'm definitely going to describe a few things for you. However, I have a free gift for you. There is no way that I could possibly uh, put down all of the questions that I ask myself when I review the end of the year. So uh, what I did was I actually put it all into one document. So there's five pages, there's, you know, one page is just for notes. Um, but I'm going to kind of talk you through the document a little bit. So definitely go to the link. Uh, it's just a Word document. It's just go um, put your name and email in and you'll... Um, be able to, to download the document. Now, listen, when you go to put your name and email in, you do not have to sign up for my email list. If you want to, by all means, join us. That's where I send announcements. That's where I send product updates. Uh, honestly, that's, that's everybody who's on my, my email list gets more of the free stuff that I send out. So if that's of interest to you, check it out. If not, no de big deal. You can still get the tool without doing that. Okay. All right. So 
technically, typically what I do, um, is the, the last week of the, the year. So between Christmas and New Year's. So as this is launching on, on Monday, the 28th, you'll, you'll know you still have time. Uh, and the reason being is there's a, a quote by Socrates that says, um, examined, <laughs> the unexamined life is not worth living. And John Maxwell talks about it a lot. He says, um, experience is not the teacher. Reflected experience is the teacher. Uh, I I think about it all the time back to when I was teaching preschool, three-year-olds, you know, we would go on a field trip. Well, going on a field trip and having an experience doesn't necessarily teach you anything. It doesn't put anything into your memory. Um, but having the evaluation of your experience, so talking about your experience, especially the feelings that you had or the senses that you, you used when you're having that experience, it enacts different parts of your brain and you kind of, you download these, the experience from your conscious brain, it becomes a value or a belief or, you know, something to remember in your subconscious brain. Okay. So the reason why we reflect on the year is to see, you know, where, where did we go with our goals? You know, did, were we on target? Were we not? Um, do we want to make adjustments? And then of course, planning for the next year, or in my case, the next six months, you know, you look at, at what you were able to do and you say, okay, what adjustments do I need to make? Okay. So it's like, you're going on a trip and you're, let's say, so I'm in, in, uh, Michigan. If I wanted to go to Florida, I know I jump on I-75 and I can eventually get there. Right. But I got to, at some point, figure out where am I going in Florida? Right. And so this is the same process. Now, before I started doing the year end review, it was about 10 years ago when I really started my business, especially the first year, I didn't know how to review. I did not know any of this. So this is me fleshing this process out over 10 years and finding what really works for me and streamlining the process a little bit. So one of the things that I found out was uh, it took me almost the whole week to reflect because I didn't have a dashboard. And I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. But I had to spend time looking through my calendar going, okay, I did this training. Okay. I did this speaking engagement. Okay. I did, you know, had this sales meeting. So there, one of the biggest tips I can give you and, and in the tool I'm going to offer you the, one of the last pages is literally, I just went on and I copied, uh, all of the categories in my dashboard. So especially if you're an entrepreneur, speaker, trainer, coach out there, you'll want to get that part of it. And I explained each thing that I track. Uh, I wish I would have had that the very first year. So if you don't have that and you're reflecting on your, your 2020, don't worry, you can create it for 2021 and then you can track your numbers so that when you go to reflect on 2021, it's a whole lot easier. Okay. Learn from my mistake. All right. So there's several things that I like to review at the end of the year. I have seven major areas in my life that I kind of track on a regular basis. I actually have something in each one of these areas every single day. It's just my intention. Some days are more in one area than another. Um, you know, like family, right? Uh, 2020, there's been a lot of family time, right? We've been home, we've been quarantined. Um, However, there's been a lot also in the other categories. So the seven categories that I track um, every day, every two weeks, and then every quarter, and then at the end of the year, family, faith, fun, fitness, career, finances, personal development. 
Um, so those are the seven areas. And in the tool, I describe what each one of those are. Okay. So for example, the one I get the most questions on is faith. Uh, there's some people that I work with that they wouldn't consider themselves a faith-filled person. However, faith goes beyond just, you know, do you go to church or not? Uh, and, and so I explain that a little bit. I also talk about major work. So this is where the dashboard comes in. Um, and you do not have to be an entrepreneur, although, you know, definitely if you are an entrepreneur, you need to be tracking some things. So some of the major things that I have in my dashboard. Um, I'll just scroll here. So I definitely track my financials. So, you know, what's my cash balance? How much do I have coming in this week? What did I, um, you know, invoice and what, what came in, right? Um, I also track what am I paying out? So for example, I, I've noticed that especially my accountant really likes this. Uh, there's four major areas that I track and it it's really, really easy. So at the end of the year, I just I already have my number. So when it comes to tax time, I just give her my dashboard and say, here you go. Pretty easy. Um, but then I track things like uh, networking events that I've gone to. Uh, because, you know, when you're in business, networking really is a, a big indicator of your success. I track my sales meetings. And I also, several years ago, I started to track how many closed uh, business items I had. So when you have a sales call or, or, you know, you're talking to somebody, you know, how many of those do I have? Because it's really important that you kind of talk about yourself and sell yourself. Right. But also how many did I close? And I noticed three years ago, and I think I've even talked about this on the podcast, but I noticed that I had a hundred percent close rate, meaning every single time I would talk to somebody, I would be able to close a sale. Now you would think that that would be a good thing, right? However, I realized that I wasn't going after things that were big. I just was kind of settling for whatever came my way and I wanted to switch that. So I actually changed my goals for, for that year to say, I want an 80% close rate. And it's been very interesting because since I did that, I've looked at sales in a very different way. And one of the things that's happened is that I get really uh, a little bit disappointed in myself when I have like a 90% close rate because I'm like, I could go after something bigger. <laughs> so it's just a way to kind of trick my mind a little bit. And then there's other things. I'm not going to tell you everything because it's on here on the paper, but I, I track things like how many speaking engagements do I have? Uh, you know, how many, how many podcast episodes have I done? Uh, and then there's other things like how many visits to my website? Uh, how many people are in my membership group? How many people are in my private Facebook group? Um, how many retreats have I been able to put on? Obviously, I, I had a number for 2020 and that did not happen, right? Uh, and then also things like uh, how many Site K clients have I served? How many coaching clients have I served? And one of the trends that I've noticed is that over the last uh, definitely four to six months, I have way more Site K clients and not as many coaching clients. So that's on my radar looking at, at the future. And then my most important number that I track is my impact number. So this is how many people who have attended, uh, you know, my trainings, my courses, uh, engaged with me in my work. Uh, I love tracking that number. I love seeing the number get bigger over the years. Uh, in 2019, I think I only had 10,000 people at my events. Uh, it was kind of a smaller 
um, smaller group. Uh, but then in, in 2020, I thought, oh, I could get 15,000. You know, if I got 10,000, I can, I can ramp it up to 15. And I was surprised when I was running my numbers yesterday, um, that I am currently at 47,000 people. So this last year or last week of the year, I I'm really kind of pushing to, to engage with more people. I'm getting really excited. Like, how can I reach 3000 people this week? I'm really, really excited for that. Uh, so anyway, you know, tracking your major work is really, really important. And when you have something like a dashboard already done, uh, that's extremely important. So if you don't have a dashboard and you'd like to have that, definitely get the tool. Just copy and paste. I'll, I'll make this uh, stay as a Word document so you can copy and paste whatever you want. And then, um, you know, add, change, delete, whatever. Uh, and the last really big thing that I track is, um, you know, what did I spend my time and money on this year? I really want to know that because your time and your money is a big indicator of, you know, think of cause and effect. If you're spending time on investing in your business, you're going to see a return on that. If you're spending money on investing in your business, you're going to see a return on that. And then after I do all of that, like here's the numbers, then I look and I, I ask myself a ton of reflection questions. Um, so I think I put 10 or 12 reflection questions on here that are my pretty, there's the standard ones that I, I ask myself and they range from, you know, what did you enjoy? What did you learn to, you know, who did you work with? What kind of work was really satisfying to you? Um, you know, things like talking about your passion, your generosity, even things that caused you heartache and grief. Uh, I find that it's really, really important for us to focus on, on that, um, especially in 2020. It's a way of processing all of that, right? Um, so that's basically what you do to review the year, right? And you'll find gold in there. You'll find more about yourself just in those reflection questions than you've ever known before. And to plan for 2021, kind of a similar process, a few different things. So I usually start with those seven areas again. Uh, the easiest thing that I do is I just write out the seven areas. Sometimes I'll even have a different sheet of paper for each one. Um, when I've been blessed in the past of being able to spend some time in a place that had a huge whiteboard, that was a very different process. I love my whiteboards, uh, trying to figure out how in the world I could have a whiteboard in my house, but it doesn't seem to really be working for me. But anyway, uh, so it does not matter which process you do, just that you're thinking about these things. So I take those seven areas that we just reflected on. And I think about, okay, in six months from now, so July 1st, when I come back to this whole reflection process, where do I want my life to be? You know, what do I envision? And this is where you really use your imagination. And I'm not going to tell you a whole lot because it's already written out. Um, but you use your imagination to really touch on that image, right? And the feeling attached to the image. When you have the image for each one of those seven, so do you, do you see why it might take a couple days? So the first one, you might only have time to do the, the, the first reflection uh, for 2020. And then the second day, I would highly recommend that you just stick with the seven things. So when you're planning, you stick with the seven things, you imagine it, you have the feeling because you really want to get in touch with it. And at the end of that session, what you'll do is you'll look at those seven things and say, what is my one action step? that I can take to kind of get the ball rolling in my growth. 
So the one thing I know is that as I've worked with hundreds of people, uh, working on goals and things like that, we tend to bite off more than we can chew. We tend to look at our goals and say, oh, I can do this or, oh, I can do that. And you know what? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with having really good goals. However, sometimes we, we need to have one action step that's going to get us moving. Uh, I think some people can freak themselves out with this whole big goal thing. And, you know, then they look at the, that big goal instead of the image of what they want and, and they get stuck. They, they don't want to get moving because they can't see how that's going to happen. So I found with my clients, it's easy to make one action step because then you, as you're walking that out, you're signifying to your conscious brain, we're doing this. Okay. So that might be your second session. You know, I don't, I don't know what, sometimes I I've taken two or three days and I've actually gone to a hotel. Oftentimes it's just a hotel here in my hometown, uh, just to get away and I can work on this a little bit faster. So totally up to you how you're going to do this. And by the way, this is a buffet line here. So take what works for you and leave the rest. Okay. So after I do those seven pieces, uh, have my one action step, I tend to look at my dashboard and I think about, okay, what do I need to add, delete, or change? There are many times, and this is why I look at it definitely every six months, but sometimes every quarter even. I, I look at it and I say, okay, what work is really fulfilling me and what work isn't? Uh, and then also there are times when I remember when I was first introduced to Kajabi, uh, actually last year, I think it was, uh, and I wasn't really tracking anything at the time, but man, once COVID times hit and I was doing hundred percent online, Ooh, wait a minute, we got other stuff to track. Right. And so I would go through and, and I had several different categories I added because I said, now we need to track this stuff. So there might be some things that, that come to you in the year 2021. Give yourself permission to add to the to your dashboard. And there might be other things that you thought, oh, yes, I'm definitely going to do. But maybe because of the changes or, you know, maybe you did it a couple times and you're just like, yeah, this really doesn't hit my fancy. It's okay. Give yourself permission to take those off. And sometimes you have to give yourself permission to uh, change your goals. So for example, my impact number, uh, yeah, I think I hit the 15,000 mark, right? So at that point I was just like, okay, this is a grand experiment. How many people can we, we serve this year? Um, as far as my goal for next year, I don't know yet because I haven't done my reflection yet. Uh, but just, just allow it to happen. Okay. Well, another section in this tool I'm going to give you are questions around who, what people or groups do you need to plug into more this year? So I have four major categories on there of the people because, you know, guys, the one thing I know and, and research shows us this, that the books you read and the people you hang out with largely influence who you're going to be in your future. So as you're going through and you're thinking about, you know, like personal development is one of those seven. So really thinking about what do I need to learn this year, right? What books or podcasts or courses do I need to take? But the who is also very significant. Okay. So that that's in the tool. And then I just put at the end, you know, there's, there's a lot of people asking me, Michelle, how do you pick your word of the year? Honestly, I, I will tell you this, that if you go through the process that I've listed in this, this tool, you're going to notice themes. You're going to notice some things that pop up and all of a sudden a word will come to you. 
Okay. So most people, what they do is they try to start with the word and make their year fit into that. Mm, that's not really the way to do it. You want to do your, your review and you want to do your planning and then the word will come to you. So I've got a, you know, a couple things in there about how that might work. And then, gosh, you guys, this is probably the most, other than the dashboard, this is probably the most uh, robust part of the activity. So I explain in brief how your beliefs uh, really influence your ability to reach your goals. So that's in there. But then also there's a section on there that asks you, what do you need to believe for all of your goals to come true? So, you know, take the seven areas, take all your dashboard things. What do you need to believe? Because you see, if you don't have uh, uh, your belief aligned with your goal, it does not matter what you do. You will not reach your goal. Great example. I, I worked with an entrepreneur not too long ago. He's switching from uh, a corporate job where he, he retired made tons of money. Now he's getting into entrepreneurship and he's got two or three ventures that are happening right now. Uh, one is a chain thing, a restaurant, one is a real estate investment and another is his own speaking business. So we've got a lot going on. And when we talked about what are some foundational beliefs that you need uh, in order to, you know, make all of this a go. So he said, well, one belief is I, I need to, I am a successful entrepreneur. I was like, uh, yeah, that's a good belief that that kind of is foundational. Right. So we were able to, um, test and, and find out he did not believe that. And I said, here's the problem. If you don't believe that you can be a successful entrepreneur, I don't care whose plan you're following. And I don't care what business you're investing in. It's not going to happen for you. And so, you know, through Psyche, we were able to test it and, and actually do a balance for that, change that belief. And wouldn't you know it, you know, he is making leaps and bounds over all of his other colleagues in all of these different areas. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're doing three businesses successfully, uh, honestly, within four months of him retiring. Now, it wasn't just one balance. We've been working, you know, for a while. But the, the point is, it's not just about your 2020 review. It's not just about your 2021 plan. It's not just about your goals and how you're going to achieve them. It's all about understanding your beliefs and how they're attached to them. Okay. So there's a whole section in there that asks you, you know, what do you need to believe? Uh, and then of course there's, you know, this is how you can contact me. I give you some ideas of, you know, do you, do you, would you like help on this? Would you like help on that? Um, so if you're like, okay, Michelle, I think I need help, but I'm not quite sure. Maybe that will help you, uh, to, to understand, you know, what to do. So it's jam packed. Um, honestly, I looked at this and I was like, wow, I, I don't think I've ever put all of this in one place before. Um, so I'm going to use it when I do my review, I'm just going to use it as a word document and put in all my thoughts right there. So you can use it however you want. Feel free to, to give it to other people. If you'd like, uh, I do have three organizations. They're actually all a part of our, uh, empowered leaders membership group and their leadership team is going to do this virtually with each other as a part of their, uh, professional development. So you can definitely do that as well. Use it in whatever way comes to you. Okay. So follow that link in the description, go and do it. And if you need any help, please do not hesitate to reach out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you being here and feel free to pass this along to others as well. Okay. And with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper.
Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time.